Hello. Welcome to another episode of Less Than Popular, a podcast where we talk about small bands releases and other fun things. Uh, I am Amber. I'm Cooper. You started that really suddenly. I wasn't ready. <laughs> well, it's too bad for you. Uh, today, we are talking about A Little Light of Our Own by American Poetry Club. Um, if you haven't listened to that album yet, you should. I encourage you to do it. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's just get into it. How are you? I'm pretty good. I uh, am a little bit stressed and busy, but that's just life in this terrible yep. capitalist society we live in. That's how the beans roll, if if you will, you know. The be- the beans? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Okay. Anyways. Um, anything in particular you've been listening to recently? Uh, Andrew Jackson, or AJJ's new album is out. Good luck, everybody. Uh, it's really good. I, just from AJJ's past stuff and also how things have been in the past three years since they released a full album, I, uh, expected it to be a lot louder and angrier, but it's really just, like, sad and pessimistic, which was kind of a bummer, but also a mood. Um, it's a very good album. I love it so much nice how about you i have been listening to heart to gold a lot recently okay, yeah. i've been feeling kind of um a little like not angry but i've been kind of stressed and i like to listen to music like that when i am stressed yeah. and heart to gold is a pretty recent uh discovery for me and i don't know how i didn't get to them sooner i really i really like their stuff cool but uh how about we do the podcast because this one guys guys it's gonna be a long one well, really? longer than some of the ones that... No, it's going to be the same length because we're going to make it the same length, but it's an <laughs> album as opposed to an EP, which we, we've we been doing a lot of EPs recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, my mic is back. I have oh, yeah. the smooth sound of an actually good microphone, which is awesome. Oh, also, um, we started using a theme song and transition music, so if let us know yeah. how you feel about that because it was kind of a long time coming and also... A uh, pretty recent thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's just get into it. How do you think? What do you think? How do you feel? This is a. Sorry, I'm getting really into. <laughs> yeah, this is a <laughs> sensual energy you're bringing to this album. I don't. I'm just really excited to hear myself talk right now. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> okay, fine. Um, anyway, American Poetry Club. American Poetry Club. A little light of our own is the album, and it is an album this time. Um, yep, we're getting it right. Anyway, it came out uh, last year, 2019, and it has brought me some joy. Um, I don't really have any sweeping generalizations about the album to hit right now. I will later, but um, uh, do you have anything to share before we get into the tracks? Um, trumpet. <laughs> okay, also, yeah, no, I was going to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it more later. Also, you saw them live. I want to know how that was. Oh, I did see them live. I saw them with Hospital Bracelet, represent Hossie Bossy. Um, I hate that. It was, I hate it so much. <laughs> it was, it was really, f- I didn't come up with it. I know, I saw it. Um, I saw who did. Yeah. Um, it was really, really fun. American Poetry Club honestly blew me away when I saw them. Jordan is also a very, very sweet person. I'm very excited to talk to them later. Um, but yeah, they put on a great show. Um and they were wearing a boiler suit thing. I think that's what it's called. And it just stuck with me. I'm still thinking about it to this day, how legendary it was. But uh, aside from, you know, aesthetics, um, very good sound. 
very fun energy in a sad way that makes sense yeah i will hit on that later um but i think something i can mention before we get into the track list is like this this is a little representative of how i feel their energy was um they have a lot of sad songs but the titles and stuff is punctuated by exclamation points which i think is really fun um uh, in your own way, at your own pace, pulling through, exclamation point, is the first song. And it has uh, a little happiness. And then also, like, on Jordan's Twitter, they use a exclamation point. I feel like this this band's vibe is very, like, yes, we are sad, but we are going to do it with an exclamation point. Like, I think it, it's this really fun, interesting uh, juxtaposition. I really like it. But, yeah, why don't we just talk about the first song? What do you think? Yeah, um... I immediately, when I was listening to this album, I started, obviously, from beginning to end, and I heard the spoken word, and I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those albums. But this is the only one of those on this album, which, I mean, like, I, I kind of liked it. I don't know. I feel like I could have done with more of the just, like, spoken word over some vibing in the background. I listened to Law Dispute in high school, as many of us did, <laughs> um, and it kind of, I mean, like, saying it reminded me of Law Dispute is kind of cheating because, like it's just because they're a spoken word poetry band but like you know that that sort of energy that i was interested in but it's uniquely on this track which is fine i just like it was really good and i could have done with more of it i think that yeah this one definitely had spoken word but the other uh tracks are not not spoken road uh sorry not spoken word but there is kind of this theme of like a little bit so there is like singing and stuff but there's also this element of droning which i'll hit on uh as we get to songs that i feel like have this element but um the things i noticed about this song immediately besides the spoken word was that it was very like clearly like pretty emo uh there were horns it really reminded me of american football for like yeah. the instrumentals yeah same um and uh there was this slow like overlapping guitar in the background and i thought that it gave it this really interesting depth and i really i do really like this track yeah that's sort of a consistent theme that i've noticed like the sort of overlapping melodies that they use is makes it feel like i i don't want to the word vibe has become tainted but i mean literally like the (laughs) different resonances colliding with each other how about we move on to As Slow and As Fast As Our Love Can Take, which is the next song. Yes. Um, I think this one definitely hit me as more energetic. The oh, for sure. vocals I have to describe as desperate. Um, I feel like they're this very... Um, I, I had the sense of like them pushing forward in the song to try to like desperately convey this thing, you know? Mm. And there, there's also these points in the song where there is this very compassionate, very like caring, yelling moments, if that makes sense. Uh, for example, I have this line written down, you are improving, getting stronger all the time. And when Jordan delivers that line, uh, the vocalist, it, you can feel it like, in you and i think that that is like something really wonderful something that's also introduced in this track is the backing singer which i think does a really good supporting role in these songs they're not in all of them i think they're only in like two or three but their voice is like Mm -hmm. a really stark really like neutral and like softer contrast to the rest of the sounds used in these songs totally yeah yeah i get what you mean by that sad song seven which is the next song it is a return 
to like slower uh like a slower vibe and there are some twinkly riffs in here which i think are cool um the lyrics are pretty story-like i feel like they are telling like a sequence of events in their own kind of way um again very compassionate you can tell this is a very genuine and kind of like loving band and i think that's really really cool um there are soft symbols in the background that add to kind of this charming element of i care about you like you know there's this line that's like i hope that when i die it's exactly when you do and i feel like that kind of um expressive emotion is kind of like a good way of describing the compassion and and I, I don't know the the loving nature of this and um it's probably my favorite of all of these oh, tracks um because i saw it live and it resounded a lot yeah there's some me. songs and then that, listening to it also was like very there's some songs that yeah. just like hit real different live totally like, yeah i didn't really like skeleton by the front bottoms that much until i saw them live and then it and now it's like one of my favorites oh i get that so, so hard, hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, i'm the same yeah, way as for this song though um like in terms of the instrumentals the repeating guitar lick throughout the first half ish of the song or how long is the song actually a little more than half of the song um the, I feel like it is a good, like, glue for the rest of the pieces of the song that change a little bit. And then, like, the mm-hmm. time change hits at 2.07 and the energy is a little more upbeat. And I, I like the, like, dichotomy between the two. It's not, it's still not upbeat, totally. but it's, like, a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, um, sad songs with an exclamation point in the title. Boom. Like, that's, like, <laughs> the, that's the vibe. That is literally how I could describe the yeah, vibe. That, that makes sense. So the next song is Summer of the Century. Um, this one, boom, gang vocals. Boom, I, I got chills. That's literally, like, I have, that's, yeah, I have that right there. <laughs> literally, I, I got such a sense of, damn, this project is so full of passion. Like, there's, I, I keep pointing out, I keep picking out these lyrics because I feel like the lyrics are one of the strongest points of this band. Um, when we hang, it means so much to me. Like, come on like you it's all of these songs are a conversation with another person that the vocalist really really connects with or really wants them to understand how much they care about them and i think that that is something that not a lot of bands are brave enough to do i feel like it's something that you can easily be ashamed of and i just i i love it i love this shit man. i i, I love it felt that this song in particular I say, let me preface, I say a lot of bullshit on this podcast where I don't really know what it means, it's just an energy, but this, to me, conveyed basement dancing song. I felt like this song would fuck really hard live. Uh, I don't know why, (laughs) I just, just, oh, and we gotta mention the dual trumpet guitar solo at the end though, right? So good. Okay, we mentioned it. That's all I got. (laughs) We mentioned it. Um, so the next song is Pro Pick. Um, I had... Like, this very... The main thing that I noticed with the song was around, like, 2.15 into it, there was this instrumental that built up to a uh, return of the lyrics that are saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm glad you're my friend. Like, I feel like, again, just to reemphasize, that this kind of... I don't know if I would describe it as a crescendo necessarily. I think it was a little bit of a crescendo, but not, like, this big, you know, show yeah. of it. It was, like, this very kind of linear, but not subtle but also kind of subtle i don't know 
it was great. I, I liked this. <laughs> I liked what they did here uh, with how they drew emphasis to the um, the ending of the song, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and like you were talking about the one at 215, I would say like between 140 and 206, there's this pattern of like the most of the instruments dropping out to leave way for the guitar or the lyrics slash guitar um, intermittently. Yeah. And they'll like come in and out. And I thought that was pretty enjoyable um and it like yeah like you said it builds up to where like there's like a rhythm drop it's good Mm -hmm. the next song is bottle cap uh bottle cap sticks out a lot to me uh there's this genre difference uh it's a little more poppy but not in like the pop music kind of way just more um i guess upbeat i'm not sure if that's the right word uh and the the guitar is a lot more twangy in this one uh but yeah, we don't really have much to say, so let's move on to Hampton Avenue, which is the next song. Another slow, sad, kind of mel- melancholic song. Uh, the thing I noticed about this, and I, I touched on it a little before, there was this droning. It was kind of a, a slow, static, same thing over and over song. Not in the way that it was boring, but it, it conveyed this um, kind of, again, droning of, I'm just going to, like, repeat it as a way of i don't know help me describe this cooper what is what is droning in this way i think all of that sort of put it into what i felt was like a cozy song where like it wasn't taxing to listen to it was just kind of there for you and it was like i wanted to just like cuddle up in a blanket and i actually did light a fall smelly candle nice yeah i think comfy is a good a pretty good word uh this is a very like I'm sitting in my room right now, and this song is on, and, like, you know, we're just kind of here. I don't want to say vibing again because you say it too much, but anyway. So the next and last song is SNBM, which probably has a pronunciation that I don't know about, I, so maybe we'll I ask Jordan it, about it later. I thought Snowbum because I live in Utah, and that's, a, that's like, that's a person who, like, skis and snowboards a lot. So I, no one does both. If you do both... Someone's going to beat you up someday. <laughs> yeah. Is there like a rivalry there? What is, what's the deal? Oh, yeah. There's a mad rivalry, dude. Skiers hate snowboarders. Snowboarders don't so much give a shit about skiers. They just think they're fucking nerds. Snowboarders are too fucking cool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's kind of because like they like fuck up the snow. Who skiers fuck up the snow? Uh, no, no. Snowboarders, snowboarders fuck up the snow. This song was a pretty good closer because it had a lot of the previous elements that uh, kind of accrued from the previous tracks. For example, there were the horns that we heard before, the gang vocals we heard before, the second vocalist coming in doing harmonies, and then also like the droning, but also like it wasn't just droning, it was there was singing and just a whole bunch of stuff. It was really, really cool to hear it all come together. Yeah, the and song... it reminded me... Yep, go ahead. Okay, now the song was like, in a word, like, visceral. I, it felt like it was tugging on... I, it felt like it was pulling on me. It was really, really slow. Like, to the point where I was... I don't know. It, it was... I, I don't want to say, like, an, a, like an effort, but it, it felt like it was kind of, like... I, it was just really weird, and I can't really pin down why. It was this... I understand yeah. that. But then I fucks with the gang vocals at the end really hard. But, yeah. Obviously. It reminded me... Those gang vocals at the end yeah. uh, really reminded me of Swordfish, the band. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and uh, we... Cooper and I have talked about it before, but uh, Swordfish is also pretty depressing. Uh, in general, 
a main thing I wanted to, as we're closing out on this section of the podcast, I just wanted to mention that, it, you know, as a, as a whole, this band kind of reminds me of Swordfish a little. There are some moments where I'm like, oh, I'm reminded of Tiger's Jaw, but like um, maybe Charmer era Tiger's Jaw and also American Football. Those are the three things that I really noticed about uh, this band that I that I associated it with. But yeah. Yes. How about? Do you have anything else to say before we? No, I into mean, the interview. No, um, I think we covered what we can in this part. Now we'll throw it to cool. our friend Jordan. I don't know why. I but we'll be there way. too. Well, yeah, yeah we're we'll, throwing it to all three yeah, of us. We'll, all three of us are going to have the ball in this metaphor. It's like a, um, I don't almost know, like an interview. Yeah, like an no, interview. It's almost like it's almost like an interview. Yeah. Okay. No, it is an interview. Stop, we're going stop. into the interview now. Bye. <laughs> We have Jordan from American Poetry Club in the call. Jordan, as a formality, can you just like introduce yourselves, uh, like say what you do in the band, just tell the people who you are. Yeah, cool. Uh, my name is Jordan, uh, they, them. Um, I am from New York, but American Poetry Club is from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I play guitar and sing mostly. Um, and I write a lot of the songs, but not all of them, and that's why it's a club. Oh. Yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> that's that actually leads into the first question we had for you, which was talking about the band name, like, sort of how'd you come up with it? What it yeah. meant to me was that you have, like, a higher priority on the lyrics, but I'd want to hear what y'all think about it. Um, it's a, it's a bad name to start out <laughs> with. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like, I always feel like dumb when I, I tell people the band name. Oh, thank you. Um, but I always feel like... I think it's cute, too. Yeah, thanks. Um, I always feel like, um, well, okay, so the, there's, like, a few parts that went into it. I was taking a class at the time on, um, like early Qing China. Um, and there is a group in, uh, I forget which dy- like, which, um, like which emperor they were under, but there was like a political resistance group called the Xuanan Poetry Club. And they would basically, they would meet once a year to write poetry that was anti-imperialist and anti, um, establishment. And I really liked that idea of like a bunch of people who like just got together once a year and were like, you know, trying to like take down the system through art that has like, and the fact that that's always existed was really cool to me. Um, so I kind of wanted to like pay homage to that tradition, I guess. And then I also, um, I had just found the band, uh, American Music Club at the time, who Someone I don't like any. that to me last week, yeah. Oh, they're like not that good, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I really liked the name. Like, yeah. I was really into slowcore at the time. So I was like, I, I also want to pay homage to that. Um, but we got like fucked over because then American Pleasure Club, like six months later, had their name. And we were like, damn, everyone's going to think we were just trying to copy them because we're also Wait. bitch and pop. I literally was like thinking, like, why does American Poetry Club sound familiar? Right, and, that's oh why. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, that's it's okay. Why. Yeah, but I, actually, I like Dang. I made a big Facebook post about it at the time, and I was like, damn, I swear we weren't trying to do this. Um, and uh, Sam Ray like responded to the post and was like, I've never heard of your band, so don't worry, I wasn't trying to copy. Oh and I god. was like, that's 
both a compliment and an insult at the same yeah. time. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, that origin story is really interesting. The, um, the, the, I forgot the name of the Chinese anti-imperialist. Yeah, that one. I didn't. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, the Shuanan Poetry Club. I like haven't um, been able to find anything about them since I took that class, but I swear they existed. <laughs> Dude, America just like rec- like erased the records of their existence because they don't want us doing anything. Oh, <laughs> Petition so to make the American Poetry Club real. Uh, Please? Hey, it, I'll it, come. <laughs> come join anytime. I would you come meet too. on Saturdays. <laughs> um, no. um, I fucking love poetry. <laughs> um, oh, wait, so I guess one, one other thing I forgot about it, I guess, um, just before we move on, um, was just going back to that further, like the first thing I said, um, was that like I really did want this to be like a club, quote unquote, when I started it. Um, just cause like, I think part of it was, um, like, I really don't like, I'm realizing that, especially now that I don't care about making music necessarily as much as I do about making music with the people I love. Um, I think that's the only thing that I really like about it is that it's like an excuse to hang out with friends and, um, do things with cool people. So it was like, I, it was like a reminder to myself to stick to that ethos of like, this is like not, um, this is, this is like a collective and this is a group project and we all give you know, equal effort to it and we're all equal parts of it regardless of how long you've been involved in it or what you do within it. That is so Crazy. sick. Nice. I love that yeah. idea. Do you like write a lot of poetry? Like in general? <laughs> no. Uh, Besides <laughs> lyrics, I guess. Yeah. I'm I do not I like I write like one non musical poem every six months and I'm like sick, I'm a poet. Call you know, call the books. <laughs> Everyone wrap it that up, counts. wrap it up. <laughs> Lyrics are a form of poetry, though, so like you're valid, but not to slam. Know, call yourself other... a poet if you want to be a fucking poet, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not to slam our other guests, but our other what was your band names? Uh, answers have been like, oh, there was this billboard in our basis, and, about it. <laughs> and or like, oh, I have a red hair. You're literally calling out Shirley Temple right now. <laughs> yeah, if it works, it works, you know. Oh my god. <laughs> But that was so thoughtful and so cute. Yeah. I love that so much. Nice. Um, but I guess I guess this is a, a good way to transition into my my question, which is, um, a lot of your your lyrics like they seem pretty personal, almost like like I I would call them like poetry. I call most lyrics poetry, and and these especially kind of resound with me in that kind of way. How do you like? How do you even feel confident enough to? to like share these thoughts with like the world and like do you ever get nervous like singing these types of songs like in front of other people uh yeah it's practice i guess um i mean i've been like doing this for long enough at this point um where it like definitely is my main vehicle of expression um i i played in like two or three bands before american poetry club so i definitely had like even if those bands weren't the same necessarily, like I had enough exposure um, to like, you know, like the the impact that, you know, bearing your soul in front of an audience can do. Um, so yeah. I think that definitely like helped with this. Um, and I think also um, part of it was just like the intention I had when I started American Poetry Club. So I had a, a band called The Chair Enthusiasts like three years ago. Um, American Poetry Club was like a side project to that. It was like I had a bunch of songs that I had written about my mom going through cancer that I didn't really felt, I didn't really feel that those fit um, with what the chair enthusiasts were doing at the time. So 
because I like never expected to play them live. And it was like, just like going to be a thing I put on the internet to like share with a few friends. It was like, Oh, I can like do whatever I want with this. Cause no one's ever really going to hear them. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of like basis kind of established for me that like, after like I did get feedback, like good responses to that first EP and everything. Um, I think it kind of lessened the pressure of like, Oh, like, these are all strangers on the internet. They've all heard what I do. And like my life hasn't changed at all because of it. So it really doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think that definitely helped. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're definitely like, I I think, I I mean, I definitely do disguise, even if if things seem like very upfront and out of it. um, I I definitely do like, there are, there are, you know, there are disguises and hidden paths that a lot of these lyrics are taking that are not necessarily um, easy to decipher if you are not in my brain. Well, we're talking about lyrics. I'm curious um, if you, like, from what we just talked about, I might know the answer to this, but I just want to hear more about it. If you write, like, lyrics for songs or if you write songs for lyrics or if you write them sort of together in your mind, like, what, how does that work? Um, they definitely go when they're the best ones go together. Yeah. Um, it's very, it's often I will have like, I'll have like two lines that I really like, or I'll have like a small like riff or something that I really enjoy. Um, and then I will like build off of that. But the best ones are definitely the ones where it's like, um, you know, I've got like one two chords and then I just kind of start singing over them. And then it 45 minutes later, I'm like, Oh, that song is done. Oh, cool. Okay. My question's a little out of nowhere, but I'm like kind of curious about this. Cause it's something I've been thinking about a little bit recently. Um, so you said the, you are from New York, the band is from St. Louis. I just like, feel like, like this question, I need to ask it to someone out mm-hmm. there. How do you feel about pigeons as someone <laughs> from New York? Uh, um, Oh, okay. Actually, um, just to bring poetry into this, I read. I was reading oh. David Berman's Ooh. actual air two days ago, and there's a really good poem about pigeons that I took a picture of. And I'm gonna pull it up one second. Um, the pigeon. <laughs> cool. It's called. Okay. It's called New York, New York. Um, and the line is. Um, it's only. This is only one of the stanzas, but it goes until one day the sky fills with charred clouds, tool belts rattle in the rising wind. Something is wrong. A foreman stands in the avenue, pointing binoculars at a massive gray mark, moving towards us in the eastern sky. Several voices. What? What is it? Pigeons, he yells through the wind. Um, I, I don't know. I really like that one. Um, I love like, that. The best, yeah. Yo, the go best read. possible answer. <laughs> that's, that's what I got for you. So you think pigeons are going to bring the apocalypse <laughs> is what I'm getting. <laughs> Uh, they, are they harbingers of doom? It's hard to tell. Harbingers of something new, for sure. <laughs> a new era. Oh <laughs> Cooper's losing their mind so right now. <laughs> Such a, I was like, this Amber, I was like, this question sucks. What are you talking about? That's such a good answer. Don't underestimate me. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready for what? The next question, which is, um... I was curious, like, listening to some of your older stuff, a lot of the sounds in this one are, are very different. How are some ways that your band has developed, I think, like, in recent months, years, I guess? Um, well, the biggest thing is, like, we definitely became a band. Yeah. Um, we we were, like, not yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we you were, yeah. <laughs> you, you might. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, so for those first, so 
the first few releases up until if we try and become flowers um those were all basically i recorded all of those on GarageBand mobile um using my apple mic headphone um as a mic and like it, it would just be like i would play a few chords and then i would ask some friends to come over and sing over them so like we weren't really it wasn't, it was, it was, it, I mean, it wasn't like there was no ever intention to play any of these songs live, really. There was no attempt to like do anything except make it like a true bedroom product. Um, and then around the time of If We Try to Become Flowers, maybe a little bit before that, um, the chair enthusiast, the band I was playing before, broke up and I still wanted to play music live. So uh, my friend Song Jin, who was the drummer, uh for apc was like well we should do something with this um and so we kind of recruited a few people it started out as a three piece then it was a four piece then it was a five piece and then it ended as a six piece um which is the lineup you hear in the last album um and so that's the, that's definitely like that that was the biggest change it was like it went from yeah. like this is something i do on the side to this is a real band now cool that's pretty cool. I feel like stuff like that is so fun when you see something develop in such like a crazy, drastic way. Like, I don't know. Shit's cool. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I feel like we can start to kind of wind down a little bit. Um, the last question I have is basically just you seem like someone who really likes to read. And I just wanted to know what kind of books you've been into recently. Oh, I do really like to read. Um, not, not, not to brag, but, um, no, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm my brain is huge. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I am I'm such a fucking genius. <laughs> I know I am. I am an academic first and foremost. I really do. Um, <laughs> you know, grad school apps, we're in the midst of them right now. So, um, uh, I recently read, um, the last book I read that I loved was A Paradise Built in Hell by Rebecca Solnit. Um, it is, um, an analysis of like how, like what human interaction after disaster tells us about, um, the potential for alternative political systems. Um, so it's basically like, uh, Rebecca Solnit like goes in through like the past hundred years of disaster history and says, well, actually people don't get scared and riot. What people do is they start to help their neighbors and they get really close to each other and without expecting anything in return, their like natural inclination is to tend and befriend, not fight and flight. Um, and basically it's like a whole argument for how anarchism is possible. Um, and it's really well put together. Cannot recommend it enough. That sounds honestly like right yeah, up my alley that sounds that really now. really cool yeah go go I yeah like I've... you just sold both of us on that <laughs> yeah. like, good job yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh thanks for thanks for being on yes. jordan You've yeah been, thanks like, for having incredible. me yes. appreciate it um before we close out just want to know uh is there like anything going on with the band are you going on tours is there new music what's going on um we're recording two new songs right now um yeah it'll be cool they have like no names or anything yet and i don't know if they'll be part of a larger project but it's our like first um it's our like first experience trying to like maintain the band feel while all being in different cities um so it's like kind of a return to our internet roots um yeah so i think it'll be cool Uh, it'll be out maybe someday (laughs) who knows (laughs) maybe eventually um for now 
where can we find your music? Tell the people. Um, it is on. Uh, it's on all streaming services except for Amazon, um, and it is on Bandcamp. It's for free on Bandcamp. You, no one should ever pay for my music, so if you want to oh. go download that for free, you should do that. If you happen to feel like sending me a dollar, I will accept it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but more importantly, you should email me at jordan.weinstock at hotmail.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N dot w-e-i-n-s-t-o-c-k uh, at hotmail.com I, i'd love to chat oh that's so cute okay <laughs> thank you yeah, for thank being you so on much. jordan yeah thanks for having me dang that was pretty cool huh that was so neat this has been less than popular we love jordan thanks to them for coming on that was so so good um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has been less than popular. Uh, you can contact us at LTP pod on Twitter or at less than popular podcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you for listening. We love you very much. I am Amber. I am Cooper. And, uh, see you in two weeks. Oh yeah.